This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, travelers. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Jellos, and we are back in-game once again, running around Rock Lobster. Actually, that's what I'm calling it, only because... Uh, who, who can pronounce these wacky Khajiit names? Not this guy. No. No. Uh, but... Obviously, we're back to talk about the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, maybe some single-player games, as well as Legends. But before we get into that, I have to introduce my co-host. First and foremost, the man, the myth, the legend himself, even if he's not as good as a sexplar, Arkaneer. Hello, my friend. How are you? <laughs> it's been a while since I've done that, so I figured yeah, it's, it's time. Been, yeah, it's been... Yeah, it's good. Well, to... And you started it perfectly, and now you ended it with that. I see. I had to get your hype up. You're like, oh, he's gonna do something awesome. This is really nice. He's such a great. Oh, you son of a. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Way yeah. to throw me off right at the start. I know. And it got you all hyped, and then just brought you right back down. Uh, the other person that we have on the show once again, one of my best friends out there on the internet. I don't know if he makes says the same thing about that, but I do, so maybe this is a one-sided relationship. That'd be Nate, a.k.a. Misa. How are you, buddy? I'm sworn to carry your burdens. <laughs> uh, very well. Very well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, obviously, we've got to say hi to the chat room. Of course, i got to give a shout-out to uh, a glistener who's in chat. Uh, he's obviously been part of our community forever, and I'm glad to see him again because it's been a while. How you doing, buddy? And actually, the reason my beard isn't any longer because I made the horrible, horrible decision, and actually it wasn't a decision at all. It was an accident, uh, <laughs> where I shaved everything. Uh, I was trimming it, and I went too far, and I had to start over. So this is what was left since uh oh my goodness when when was that sometime in september i think it was i can't remember the exact date of when it happened but yeah it's all growing back now because it kind of got removed and for a few weeks i looked like a cancer patient it was pretty bad <laughs> it did like i had no hair on my head no hair like on my on my chin it was it was just a bad time all around and i was very 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 bad yeah as as you said i slipped i was so trimming like and then oh i went too far it's one of those where it's like nope there's no recovering this it's over see you later everybody see that's because that's because of your sex bar 
not, it's not a proper build, and it throws you off in real life. No, no, no. Do see, see if I had been specced... Do you see me slipping when I'm trimming my beard? No. Uh, no, see, if that was just it. I had I had decided to roll a Dragonite tank, and that messed me up, and, you know, <laughs> and there we go. Um, but yes, we are back in-game, and we are going to talk about all of our tales this week. Um so let's go ahead and just jump right on into our Tales of Tamriel. And that's first and foremost going to go to let's do Nate again, just because, you know, it's been a few weeks since he, you know, he was on last show, but now he's on again. So we're going to make him talk again because <laughs> that's what we do. Well, as will come as no surprise, uh, I've primarily been adventuring in the Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, it's been. It's been really fun, actually, this last this last week for for two or three reasons. Um, the first reason is that I got to play one of our listeners. Uh, I believe that listener's name was Added Knight, um, who was listening to the show last week. And as I suggested, people can add me and challenge me, and we'll play. And uh, it was good fun, and I won. But he uh, <laughs> or she, I don't know if it's if it's a he or she, uh, played extremely well. But unfortunately fell foul to my favorite way of obliterating enemies as i think i almost i think i talked about it on the show last week i think which you is did. Where you, yeah which is where i dropped there's a card a, a dragon that has breakthrough and about six or seven damage and i gave it a uh a, a necklace that gives you drain to take your health and then i dropped a giant hammer called unstoppable rage that obliterates every other enemy in the lane and indeed your own characters draining them of health all the damage gets broken through to the enemy face and i won and it was very satisfying but i did also feel very bad because i was like oh it's it's a listener i don't want to be a it's like when i beat my wife she plays all the time and it's like i always feel kind of guilty like am i sleeping on the couch tonight after this it may happen you know yeah, yeah exactly. so you, you need another deck one for playing normal people and one for listeners yeah <laughs> who, who has who need to have a chance against you something like that i think i even sent yeah. you a, a text message the one day because i was trying to get back into it which i'll talk in my tales because i actually started playing again as well like pretty heavily like i i put it back on my phone i patched it and i'm like i'm ready to go and the day i was getting ready to do this uh clockwork city popped out for that game <laughs> because <laughs> i sent you a message because i didn't really pay attention to the notes or my uh updates so i'm trying to log in it's like uh server's down check this and i'm like nate is the server down like i'm sending you text messages like i can't get in this is really annoying and then i just out of i don't know habit i opened up the app store and it's like oh there's a legends update i'm like okay maybe it's just a it's just an update that i miss like bug fixes and that's why it's not letting me connect to the server because i have a different version and then it started downloading. It's like, you know, two gigs. I'm like, wow, that's a big update. And I read the update notes. I'm like, oh, it's one of their expansion packs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get to play that day. Oh, sad. dear. It yeah. Sad. It was, it, it's, it's sad times when that happens. But, um, but yeah, but that's good. But then the other, the other reason why this, uh, this week was particularly interesting was because they released the new expansion pack mm -hmm. as you uh, obviously have experienced <laughs> and uh, and um and it's got a really i haven't played through the storyline yet because i'm still just getting myself back up to legend uh, rank over the next couple of days uh at, 
because I like to do that first and then I'll dive in. Um, but I have played some of the um, some of the cards in the arena, and there's a really interesting new mechanic that that they've that they've got out now, which is called the fabricator. Uh, fabricants and one of the things you can do which is you've never been able to do this in the game before is you can actually craft custom cards in game in while you're playing so you can um you can say okay it gives you the choice of either a, a one power card or a four power card or an 11 power card in terms of magicka that you need to to play that card and that that number's random each time there's always three then you can choose kind of what perks it has you know what uh, keywords like guard or drain or pilfer draw a card and stuff like that and then put it in your hand to play so you can whenever you want to play one of those cards you can choose the precise card that you actually need at that moment in order to play it or you can say i'm going to create the most badass tricked out high powered machine possible and save it when you get to uh, towards the end of the game and it's it's a lot of fun to, to play that so uh, i'm really excited to collect some of those cards and uh, and see what decks i can make with that now but that's been this this week you said that was an arena is that actually going to go into normal play as well yeah the, yeah they're all in there now okay so it, yeah because you, you can um cause you can do it a couple of ways you can buy this story expansion and then you win a load of cards um but if you play in the solo arenas because you have to draft a deck um, each time you go into the arena uh, set system, yep. you can sometimes uh, use the new cards while you're drafting that deck. And that's how I've played some of them because I really wanted to see what they were like. And um, yeah, there's some amazing, amazing new cards in there. Really good. Mm. So do you think that Clockwork City is going to shake up the meta a lot? Uh, I think it has the potential to. Yeah, I think, it's, I think the Fabricants are going to do... Uh, for the game what dragons did in the last expansion um mm. and there's some really there's some really interesting play styles like there's one i saw um and i've only seen this used once and i don't i can't even remember what it's called but they the the opponent played a played a, a card that appeared to be like a shield around their face that meant that when i went into what would have killed them and, and won me the match instead of them dying they gained 10 health and i gained 10 health and that's the first time i've seen a card that actually responds on your potential death which hmm. is a very interesting mechanic so it's, it's not a one i particularly card. like well it's uh, it's it might be a support but but it actually changes the um the animation of the face of your character so rather than appearing as a square or rather than just appearing as a square next to next to your face it's it, it sort of surrounds the face with like a it looks like an old mary shield sort of thing you know like wings around the edge of memory serves but as i say i've only seen it once right. i've never played it myself and i've only seen it get played against me once but um but that's a really interesting card i don't like it now because uh, <laughs> i mean it took me an extra move to win <laughs> but um, i didn't still win Nice. I was going to say, I'm trying to think how I want to say phrase this. The question I'm having is say, say you have enough to kill a person, right? Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. You buff something up with like 20, 20 attack. I don't even, you know, however, I've seen your cards. I know you can do it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have five health, and this is supposed to give 10. Does, does it absorb the entire damage, essentially would kill the person, or is it a, 
does like an additive like it gives 10 health but if your attack did over 10 health would they still die or is it damages calc you know damages calculated and then it goes okay you're 20 points against their one health killed them and all that damage is now gone but here's an extra 10 that's a really interesting question i don't know i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna try and find out though because yeah that's that's very interesting yeah i'm curious well it all depends on how they calculate it obviously if the damage is calculated and removed to determine you know the death state before the extra health is applied or if it's okay this is enough to lower it add 10 because of the shield going off and then you know you can eat through it or not so maybe it's possible to kill in one move it all depends on when they apply the shield if the character technically dies and then it applies, you know that yeah. extra damage is lost. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up actually while we're while we're recording because um, that's a really a really interesting point. I don't know. It would it would frustrate me if it's regardless of the amount of damage you've been killed because if you if you hit someone with a like an you know do an overkill um, you know which isn't that hard to do if you've got mm-hmm. the right cards. I know that my wife Kate she um, her favorite card is the Dramara. Uh, Marquinez, which I think it's called, which is the one where uh, it, you could double a creature's power and health on summon. Oh. And she'll she'll play that, and then she'll double its health, and then she'll drop. Um, there's a mask. I'm not sure what the mask is she uses, but it triggers the wielder's summon power, and then she'll double its health again. So in one move, she can basically get that character to be twenty twenty with guard. Um, and uh, yeah, if you drop an unstoppable rage on that, and you've got drain on it, you're gonna get. You can easily get a hundred health in one go, mm, mm. in one move. So yeah, I've seen her do some of those things. They're pretty cool. Oh man! So um, this is why everyone, to our listeners, you don't challenge Nate for <laughs> um, the Langsam family in general. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a little worried. Yeah, kind of crazy there. Um, well, I think this would be a good time. I know we announced it the last show, but maybe we tie this into your tales as well. We had talked about doing an Elder Scrolls Legends tip section because I know this was kind of something that people brought in as a, hey, why don't you guys do this? And, well, Nate is obviously a master at this. Uh, do you have any tips for fans who are playing Legends this week? Yeah, well, there's one quite basic tip that... Um that I remember telling somebody the other day when they were asking for kind of new starter advice sort of thing. So it might be, it might be worth um, me saying what that was, mm-hmm. uh, which is essentially one of the mistakes that I see newer players um, playing uh, is when you think you're about to win. So you've got, let's say you've got your enemy down to seven health, but they've got one rune left. One of the mistakes I see people doing is playing an attack on a card that allows the enemy to draw a rune before you go in with your biggest attack that would otherwise Mm -hmm. beat them and i've seen it done and i've seen games lost when people have done this wrong where they've they've start they want to try and play all their cards so they they start hitting with the uh you know their lower power card and they save their big one for the end but they can actually very easily end that game carefully without allowing that last rune to be broken because if you if you get an enemy down to zero in one hit they don't draw that final rune or however many runes are remaining so it's quite a it's quite an important one to you know to to bear in mind i would say 
I mean, technically speaking, if you have a character or whatever, like this, this doesn't even have to be the end of game. It could be beginning of game. Um, I've had this happen where, you know, it's close to popping a rune and I have, let's just say I have their two health away from popping a rune and this could be at the very beginning. It doesn't have to be at the end. And I have a character that could does like seven damage and one that does two. I've already used the two pop the rune and they got a prophecy that was like the eye of, or the uh, wrath of Azura or the Adric spear, which allowed them to destroy my yeah. car. So I lost out on the seven damage, which, you know, they probably would have killed it anyway if the rune popped, but tend to blow your, your big attacks first. If especially if yeah. a rune's going to happen, because there's a good possibility that if they have a uh, destroy creature card and it pops up on prophecy, they're going to hit whichever one's your highest damage more often than not, unless there's something with you know a lot of uh, a lot of keywords on it, in which case that you know a skilled player may take that out instead. But don't like you said, don't uh, don't waste the potential extra damage and risk losing because you know they uh, are losing that card and negating all that damage because they're not going to destroy a two card they'll destroy that seven again and then you still have the two left yeah ex- exactly and there are a couple of occasions where i've seen people um try and prevent a death by playing a prophecy card and there's a there's one card it's called blade master reeve i think and when it attacks it does some damage to to the face mm-hmm. before it actually hits the face mm-hmm. and what can happen is it will attack and it's it before it does its main attack it does its little pre-damage thing that causes a prophecy to draw and if you draw a guard and try and place it in front of that blade master reeve you might think he can't attack you but it's one of the only times where he can still attack you round your guard because he's sort of only halfway through his move and it's really really annoying hmm uh <laughs> They're taunting me in chat. Glistener says, imagine if they made a sexplar card in Legends. 1-1 one, one without guard. Ouch. Ooh, Ouch. Yeah. I'd mean, still play it. That card. I'd still yeah. play it. Yeah. Or yeah. zero one. You know. Yeah, yeah but zero one. It, it, has a, it has an effect that says if playing Arcanir automatically win. So that's that's it. It's a, it's a oh. very, very niche <laughs> hey. card. Very niche Shots card. Shots fired. <laughs> Well, that's that's the only thing he can do with the sex blood build. Oh, ouch! True story. Ouch! Dropped. I don't know. I've not I've not seen your sex blood build in action in person, so uh, yeah, it's not worth the seeing. So, oh, uh, <laughs> additional uh, shots. Fired. I know, man. I'm still feeling the burn on that one. Mm. Uh, honestly, yeah, if okay. If anyone's got any questions about uh, you know legend stuff that they uh, that they want answering uh, i'm always happy for you to write in i'll always pass on the uh yep you know the messages so yeah we do have a mailbag section so if you do have specific uh legends questions and they come on i will save them for when nate's on and then we'll pick his brain obviously yeah so if you have legends questions send them in you can head over to website dungeoncrawlernetwork.com there's a contact us form and you can drop down pick tales of tamriel and leave us a note uh and i said the offer is always there for anyone who wants to add me uh, and and play, you know. Yes. I, I do. I do lose plenty of games. Like, don't don't think I'm some like invincible, it, you know, impossible to beat. Like, it, I lose plenty of games each day, but I just tend to win a lot more than I lose. So, <laughs> but when he does win, it's a soul crushing win where you're just like, I'm uninstalling, done, I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. 
it's it's like what Galaskner said. It's like dueling Nerdman. You know, what's sad is Nerdman also played me in Legends and kicked my butt there too, and I was <laughs> doubly like just very sad, and I felt like crushed i'm like not only does he beat me i think that was a few weeks ago where i put in the notes not only does he kill me in pvp in um eso in eso but now he killed me in in legends i just i'm not feeling very good about this i'm not feeling good about this at so all we know what to do then we, we gotta get nordman and nate fight each other oh uh-huh, that would be what, fun what in uh in legends yeah yeah hell yeah or yeah in real one, I, I could know. stream. Yeah, I, I could. Uh, we could. We could stream that. Yeah, that could, actually, uh, that would be really cool. I would love stream. to see that. I think that needs yeah. to happen. We'll have to. Yeah. We'll have to get him on here, and we'll 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 do that one day because I think that would uh, be really cool. Um, all right. Any other tales for? Oh, I actually do have a question for you. Then, uh, yes, is uh, strength willpower. A good deck. Have you ever had any strength willpower decks actually give you a run for your money? Uh, you know what? What's great about about legends is that um, they're generally pretty balanced. Like I don't, you know, if you look at something like ESO and how you know balance is changed every patch because you know one time it's you know magic assaults that are way OP and back in the day. Night blades were really underpowered and things. Um, I find that you know a lot of these uh, strength willpower decks, are, you know, they're no necessarily better or worse than others. It's it's largely down to what you put in those decks and the the ratio between your low power cards to your high power cards. Which you know, in my experience, my advice is generally you want about two thirds of your deck to be under four or five magicka. Hmm. Um, you know, and then have your uh, have you know fewer higher power cards. Um, Interesting. So it's not really an answer to your question because because I, I to be honest I don't have an answer to your to your question. I'm, I I've definitely seen strength willpower decks. Um, you know, aggro decks and things have been been pretty effective. But um, I mean, I play I play strength um, and agility deck. That's that's my main that's mm-hmm. my main one. The ones I've been playing most recently have been um essentially what uh, uh an updated imperial might which i guess is willpower and uh what's the purple uh, endurance is endurance yeah. yeah um i like those cards because if you can get a nice deck like a lot of it's low powered but a lot of a lot of that deck is about powering up low level stuff like a lot of the cards like filling an entire lane with one one cards. You're like, why would you do that? Well, because if you have an armor master in the other lane, it adds damage every single time something's summoned, and you could you could buff these up. I I started off with a lane of just all one ones, and by the end of my buffing phase, it was like a lane of ten tens. <laughs> um It was insane how much you yeah. can buff it if you can keep it going. Obviously, that's. That's kind of the problem is keeping it going or not getting wiped out or having them wipe out your buffing cards. So, I mean, there is a little bit of that. Yeah. If it, if it helps to know, by the way, I'm about to badly lose the game I'm currently playing. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I'm happy to admit when it happens. There you go. Uh, do you have any other tales for us this week? Uh, no, 
All right. Cool. <laughs> that's a simple answer. No, no, it's all, it's all good. We it, that's what that's what we're here for. Um, yeah, I I I, I just want to make a uh, a strength and willpower deck because I like it, but unfortunately, it just feels like uh, strength willpower is not the way to go. But well, I'll I'll keep playing it. I'm actually trying to build a deck I found on the site called uh, Legends Decks. Um, oh yeah, that's a, that's a great that's a great site. Yeah, it, yeah so if, you, if you look for uh, the Crusader class, that's basically your, your strength willpower. Yes, um, yeah. There's a there's a really good card if you um, if you can get it. That's called Volandrun. I crafted it last night. Yeah, Volandrun is a really 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 interesting um, interesting card because it's unless someone shoots it out, you want to sort of play that for those of you who don't know volandrung is um uh give a creature plus four plus four um which you can really do some serious damage with or or gain some serious health with when you need it yeah um and mirak the most annoying card in the game he's actually in the deck that i'm looking at <laughs> he's he's the legendary him and uh volandrung yeah oh he's uh, great you, you want to have it when i played when i was playing with a uh willpower deck i always had i always had him and manticora and stoppable rage yeah that in there as well fell the mighty man manticora is one of those like i have that and i have those if you can if you can get enough if you can survive long enough with enough magicka to to drop a manticora you're it it's close to an i win card you know Mm, i think so like every time i've dropped it it's pretty much been like yep nope everyone's done that's it you're not thinking of uh, um, what's it called? Can't remember now. What's his name? Not Parthenax. The other badass dragon. Um, when it does full Ald- damage Ald- to all enemies. Alduin. Ald- no, no, no. Alduin destroys everything. Yeah. Uh, Odaving. Odaving. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Odaving. Yeah. That's that's the one that can often be the I win card. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Anyway, I know I played with Alduin. For people, for people who don't know don't know legends, we've just bought the hell out of them the last <laughs> <laughs> you know that it, it, it's fine because this is what we do um but yeah no i i agree it's uh it's i actually really enjoy legends as a as a whole it's a fun game to play and um yeah i i just i just enjoy it it's if i didn't enjoy it we wouldn't be talking about it but we enjoy it so <laughs> um yeah all right uh arc what have you been doing this week um Actually, nothing. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't think I even logged into ESO this week. You haven't um, been doing the dungeon event. <laughs> no, I oh. mean, th- here's why though. Like, I already have maybe like three characters that I can do the dungeon event. Okay. And with my RNG, three bucks will give me probably three mimic stones. So I was like, oh, I don't need to do the event. Um, I'm 100% sure I won't get anything that I need anyway. So I actually am not doing the dungeon event, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I'm doing the dungeon event right now. Um, uh, Did you I, get anything useful? Yet? No, nothing good. Nothing where it's like, oh my See, goodness, that's I mean, amazing. No, I didn't. If you don't get anything useful, you... How? Why would I do the event anyway? I've only gotten three of them so far. If that means anything, I haven't had enough time to really do a ton. Or, like, I really wanted to jump in and do a ton of them, like on a bunch of different characters. Mm-hmm. 
But in reality, I've pretty much gotten one a day. That's all I've gotten done just mm-hmm. due to, you know, everything else yeah, that I'm main... working on and job related and getting home. And when I can play, I have so much stuff that I still need to do that I haven't been able to really go, hey, let's just go nuts. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's one of my main reasons why I'm not playing ESO right now at the moment as well, because I don't have like, uh, you know, sit down, play for three hours, four hours kind of thing, and Elder Scrolls Online isn't a game, at least for me, that you know, you just log in for 30 minutes, do stuff, and log back out. Mm-hmm. I have to actually spend time on it, and at the moment I don't have it, uh, so I kind of play other games like Destiny or whatever. Right. right. But I will answer Yaliskner's question. Uh, he asked, how are the Maxorc nightmares? Actually, there are no more Maxorc flashbacks and nightmares galaxy because they changed that relic capture to a channeling ability so you can't the max orcs can't just bolt escape into the um into the relic and run now they have to channel it for like i don't know five seconds or something which is more than enough time for me to just bash them shield bash them to interrupt the channel so i have no problems with max orcs anymore also i went full tank now and they don't just uh, kill me all the time with their spammable lightning thing. So that's good as well. So yeah, no longer flashbacks because I can actually stop them now. Can actually stop them. Yep. I like it. <laughs> <coughs> okay. I'm not using Meridia, by the way. Um, I'm using Reactive and Live Wire set from um, Clockwork City, the new set. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Eventually, I'll get there. But no, anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, let me pull up my my list here. What I got going on. Okay. So, I mean, I have been doing the dungeon event because why wouldn't you? If you're if you're playing, why would you not do this? It just seems to make sense because, to me. Because of my RNG. I I already answered that question. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Um, but I've been playing it. I've honestly not gotten anything really good. A few things here or there. Um, but nothing like a cosmetic or whatever. Um, I hear someone typing pretty loudly. Ark, I blame you. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Just, yeah, mute up that way. I don't have to edit too much. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, most of the crown stuff that I've gotten have been, you know, what we kind of thought. Uh, I've gotten more potions than I know what to deal with, um, which I guess they're okay. Um, they're tri stat pots. What? What's up? Can you turn the stuff that come from mystery boxes into anything like gems? No, no, okay. no. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of something I thought too. I'm like, ooh, can I? D-? No. No, because they don't count as as crowns or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a different tag on those. Even though they're the quote-unquote same item, there's a tag that says this came from a crown crate. It's able to be, you know, whatever turned into this. You can't, you can't turn them in, which is kind of like, oh, well, then, you know, what's the point, right? Like, that was my thought, too. Yeah. Like, ooh, maybe I can turn these into something. And it was like, nah, you, you really can't. Um, so... Unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So, um, I don't know. I I guess it's okay. You know, like eh, it, it's it it's free, right? Like you're not you're not yeah. getting anything out or losing anything for doing it, and it's a dungeon event. So, 
I mean, I can't yeah, I mean, really complain. Is, yeah, this is what I've been saying. Like, make these stuff available in the game somehow as a reward. Oh, yeah. Now, the fact that this is just a short time event is still not ideal, but at least it's a start. I mean... You're right. You are You are definitely right. Um, and honestly, I think they could probably keep this thing going more often. You know, like, if yeah. they publish the rates, because literally what the what the drop rates are, you could... Um, I used to farm mounts in, in World of Warcraft that had like a 0.01% drop chance or whatever. I could run it every week. You know how many years it took me to get mounts and stuff like that? Like, you know, if you made it, like you got a box and there were chances for crown store items in it or whatever, great. But if it's super low drop chance, you know, you're not likely not going to get everything, right? But it would be neat if this was an ongoing thing too. And it would definitely encourage people to do dungeons, if it was a once a day thing, yeah. once per character, absolutely people would do dungeons. I mean, it might not be as gung ho as it is right now because it's limited time, but mm-hmm. I could tell you those people who like cosmetics would be run. I would run. I would make a point of logging in every day and doing at least one dungeon that w- through the random dungeon finder, just so that there was a chance that when I open the box, oh, I got a cosmetic item, and yeah. it still would. I don't think it would actually lower their profits by much. Because, again, if you can't pick what cosmetic you're going after, like, does it really matter? You, you know what I, I don't mean? I like, it would affect their profits at all. No, no. It would just be a happy surprise. Oh, I got this. You know, and then if, you know, if you got a second one, convert it to crown gems or whatever. Like, because you would still have the people would still buy the things at that time because... Um, say there was a uh, an item they wanted. Yeah, you're right. It would probably be in the bags, you know, but the chances that you would get the super rare drop and it being the one super rare drop you wanted are probably small. So yeah. I think this would just be a continuing incentive. If, if, they, if they actually did this, like, and added, like, all the crown store stuff to this box and kept the box, honestly, I wouldn't have issues with the crown store anymore because... everything would be available in game yes it's an insanely low drop chance but it's still something you can do and play the game and possibly get rewarded for doing it Mm -hmm. um the crown crates are different obviously because of unless those rewards made it into the box after their season was over but you know that this is this is something that i think if they would make this a permanent part of the game i would not have an issue going forward like at all even if it was a super low drop chance you know because at least it's something you can do in game and possibly get items you know it it would be a good way to bring people back into the game as well because like someone could i mean i would for example so a new mount that i want and i could actually start farming for the mystery box or whatever until I like your Yakutin charger or whatever, you could, exactly. in theory, exactly. you know, like, hey, I got my Yakutin charger or whatever it is that I that I'm doing, and I I really want this Yakutin charger, um, and you knew it was in a drop chance. Yeah, it might take mm-hmm. you a long time, but I I I'm sure you would log in every single day and at least do one dungeon yep. to, and for the chance of getting that box, and maybe I'll get the Yakutin today, you know. Like yeah, I absolutely would do that. I I don't 
I don't I actually don't see how this is a bad thing at all keeping this in the game not just making it yeah. a once and done thing Nate what 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 are your thoughts on that I'm curious um, to be absolutely honest with you, I stood up to go and close my window and so didn't hear the beginning of that conversation. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, the comment was that this dungeon event with the boxes that have uh, Crown Store cosmetics in it, if uh-huh. they kept this in the game permanently, but, you oh, know, yeah, like... Great. Yeah, I don't think it would actually hurt their bottom line much just because of the fact that even if it's a super like a 1% drop chance that you'll get a crown store cosmetic and it'd just be a random one. You don't even know what it is. You get something you already had. It converts to crown gems. Happy day. Right. You know, I'd but, even be happy if you couldn't convert it to crown gems, to be honest, like as like, just yeah. getting some free stuff would be, would be fine. Or, I mean, I, you know, maybe they could tie this in with a feature I really want them to do, which is to allow you to get past items for, that have been for sale but removed. Mm, um, put them in the know. in the in the box, and then when you yeah. uh, and then when you do the dungeon, you're right. It's yeah. only a small drop chance, but if you got something, woo, you know, exactly. And yeah, that would be that'd be that'd be pretty amazing. I honestly think that would remove a lot of my, like I said, a lot of my hate of the crown stores that you can't get things in game. If they just ha- kept this dungeon box in here and left a small drop chance in the box that you would get a cosmetic that was maybe removed from the crown store, you know, all the removed stuff is put in this box. I would log in every day and do at least yeah. one dungeon. Even if yeah. it's only like a 1% drop chance, there's still that hope you get it. Hey, I got something or nope, I didn't. Tomorrow I'll be back and let's do it again. I think that would revitalize the dungeon group because everyone would be running it. Not as hard as they are now, but they would still run it. Like people like me would still log in and do one dungeon a day at least just to get the yeah. box. And let's be honest, they could do that with things like the daily writs as well. Um, if they really wanted to kind of inject some, you know, uh, some reason to, to, to carry on doing those things. Right. That would be an interesting way of, of, of you know, kind of like how you sometimes get a master writ. Um, from doing the the you know the six daily crafting routes, you could you could have an even lower chance of having some cosmetic item from the crown store, past or present, uh, drop. You yes, know, that would be that would be really interesting. It would, it, it definitely would, and I I don't see something as such a low drop chance really hurting their bottom line because if you really wanted it, you'd buy it when you had the chance. Yeah, exactly. because you know, like it, like I said, if it's a hundred items in there and it's a 1% drop chance, there's a good chance you might not get what you want. So you would still buy the items that you absolutely wanted. Um, but it would be neat to see past items get thrown in there. I'd, I, yeah. I really think they should keep this, this box event going, you know, forever, honestly, just keep it in the dungeon or finder least, and go, you know, not maybe even if it's not a forever, like continuous thing, make it maybe a monthly event. Well, yeah. Every I, month well, see, for I, a week. I think this one is a little powerful because of the uh, the chance to get like every cosmetic in the game. I don't think that needs to stay, mm-hmm. but the chance of getting those one items at a time. I don't think this mm-hmm. entire event needs to stay because you're right. If that one person who gets that, I got everything in here, yeah, that probably would hurt their bottom line, and I agree they probably shouldn't do that. But it, on on the flip side, I don't think... You know, doing the uh, or having just the mounts and the pets and the costumes and the emotes and stuff, the past ones that have anything that's been removed, the past crown crate items, throw them in there. The uh, 
the past items that were removed from the store, put them in there. You know, I don't see how having them at a super low drop chance that you can get on one character a day would really affect their, because it's already removed from the crown store. Obviously you didn't buy it then, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my thought on this. I, I really think that's something that they should, uh, continue because it, it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, yeah. there we, there I we go. Agree. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Um, the other thing is uh, for anyone who's probably been watching the stream right now, I did resub. Hey! So how long were you unsubbed for? About two days. <laughs> and how did you feel in those two days? Did you feel you were missing out? Upon I, I I hated life. Um, yeah. It was it was bad. Um, yeah. And I know I probably shouldn't have, obviously, uh, but I did anyway. <laughs> so is it? Remind me, did you unsub or did you not renew? No, I just did not renew. I didn't unsub. I just turned my renewal off because I wasn't really playing as much. Um, but I've actually really been you're getting... you're Skyrim now. It's your time of year for playing Yes, Skyrim. yes, exactly. <laughs> Skyrim time. And at that point, I'm like, well, I'm not really doing... You know, like, not every day like I was. Well, actually, now I kind of am. Like, I've been kind of hooked back into it and replaying every day again um a lot of it is because of this event like right there you go this event right now kept me in so if this you know again this dungeon uh event or this cosmetic thing were still around i would absolutely still be in the game after the event's over even without the big rewards um but yeah the the i did not make it very long uh but i did actually it was pretty neat because I got that, that little email saying, hey, Liquid Arc, what you got is, uh, um, you know, buy one, get one free sub kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I talked to the guy, and it, it was pretty neat because they're like, yeah, we're authorized to give one, but what are you putting? I said, well, if I'm going to sub, I'm going to do the cheapest sub, right? Which in reality is the longest sub, you know, the six months, 180 days or whatever. Um, so I did that and he's like, okay, because you're doing that one, I'm giving you two extra months. So in reality, I'm, I have like eight months of ESO plus now because I, I bought like the six, the six, uh, the six month and he's like, I'm adding an extra two. So here you go. And that included the crowns and everything as well. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was really neat. So what I did was I bought the, the DLC, uh, the clockwork city DLC. Yes. I know I'm subbed, but. Uh, the DLC was 4,000 crowns, and it came with the mount, which was 2,500 by itself. Uh, oh, you bought I, the bundle? I bought the bundle, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just in case my thing disappears again, right? Um, but the bundles... Did you buy all the, other, all the other DLC? I did, I think. I bought the collector's edition bundles um, because it's then added to my... I, I don't think I bought the the mark or, or the uh the falkreath hold one that one i actually did not do so um i did not buy that one at all because i wasn't buying crowns at that point and my sub hadn't run out yet so i did not buy that one and um so but i i did buy this one because i mean i was looking at the mount i kind of like the the fabric kagudi mount right and that was 2500 the pet was another 700 so right there was like uh 3600 right there so for an extra 400 i got some crown stuff and the dlc was added permanently to my account 
So and I went. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. Like, yes, you're right. Playing without a, playing this game without any form of of sub makes it really difficult. And obviously, I did not make it very long. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I did buy the bundle just because. Hey, it's now permanently added to my account, and if I was gonna buy the the mini pet and the Kagudi anyway, I'm only four hundred off, so I got the Crown Scrolls as well. So I was like, eh, all right. So I'm essentially paying 400 because I probably would have already bought everything anyway. Um, so it was like 400 crowns for the scrolls, which I thought wasn't too bad, and the DLC. So that, that's kind of what I did. Uh, so let's see here. What else I got? Careful, I think it's DK playing probably. <laughs> yes, I am doing a. I'm playing on my DK right now, which is a low level DK in order to get. Uh, in order to get the boxes. Yeah, like literally, that's what I'm doing. Um, let's see, where am I at? Okay. Wait, are, are, is, are you tank? What are you doing? What no, you no, doing? I'm I'm two-handed DPS on this thing. Just oh, okay. It's a leveling like, build. Like, like a DPS should be, not a tank should be. Oh, well, no. Like no stupid sex player. No, but... sex players are awesome like that, and you, know, you can enjoy all you want. Um, no, I... It, it's a leveling build. I literally have, like, there's no rhyme or reason. The gear is whatever I found. And obviously, if you're looking at the damage, it's it's pitiful. Um, but it's, like, just I have everything leveled or everything on my bar, so all my different skills level. Uh, I think at one point, the this character was going to be a Magicka, Magicka DK because uh, it's a Dunmer. It's a female Dunmer. Um She's sexy. I kind of designed her a little bit after Naru, um, even though if you've listened to last episode, I've kind of left Naru for someone else. Uh, but you know, she's. I, I decided because of the racials with the fire, that would be a good, a good thing to do. Make a Dachika DK, right? Eh, seems like it'd be cool. Um, so th- I think that's what her original plan was when I made her. But again, this maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I mean, isn't that the main meta still? Dunmer, Dragon Knight, Vampire, Emperor from, like, the episode 10. Yeah, you so know... aren't they so powerful? They, they very much are. Dragon Knights are definitely very powerful. And, like you said, that Vampire Dunmer, which I may actually make her a vamp... Well, I probably will because of the... Um, because of ooh, can I wear that? Oh my goodness, I'm totally wearing that. Equip that, yeah. She's wearing a costume, so you can't even see it. <laughs> um, yeah. So besides doing this, actually, I should. Can I pull out my uh, assistant? Sorry, everyone who's listening, because I'm doing stuff in game now. But I'm I'm using one of them crown scrolls. Because why wouldn't I, right? Because I got tons of them. I just want to take that. Take that, and I'm actually going to use that right now. See, I actually have a lot of crafting items on her because uh, she's going to be eventually. She's just going to be a crafting, a crafting, uh, a crafting hoe. That's what she does. She's leveling up, and then it's for dailies for money because that's one of the best ways for me to make money is by doing crafting dailies, and then either buying or or, or selling the writs or selling any gold items I get from doing the dailies. And at max level, you do get them fairly often, so um, that's kind of kind of what I've 
been working on per se has been the uh, getting her crafting up. So she's pretty much been parked in, in Davin's watch by the crafting locations. And anytime I get any item that is uh, intricate, I put it in the bank and then she breaks it down for the experience. That's kind of what I do with all my characters, any enchanting runes, you know, I think one of the goals for my account was to actually have 14 different characters all with max crafting on everything and, and doing writs on all 14 characters every day. Is that a little bit that's insane? Pretty, that's, that's pretty intense. That's, that's a lot of time. Well, I, a lot of repetition. I already have four of them done. So I have four characters that are max, uh, max crafting and they have no points in combat, mind you. It's all in crafting, so they can do the high-level writs. And every day I do writs. Well, that's what I was doing. I haven't done it in a while because I haven't been logging in. But I've been starting up again. And I've already made close to 300000 again back from doing that. So um, it, it was actually one of the richest people I've actually ever met in this game. That's what they did. Like They told me how much money they had. It was like 37 million gold or something like on their character. And I'm like, how in the world did you get so much money? He's like, I have, at that time, eight slots, and all of them are crafting. I do writs on it every day, and then I sell what I get, the the golds. So, you know, if I get, you know, with with eight characters, I was more often than not going to get four or five gold items a day. That was, you know, 20,000, 30,000 gold a day, and I do it every day. So, it made sense. So... That's what I've been because we already know in this game, especially now that transmutation stones are a thing. Gear, you know, selling gear that has that perfect trait isn't really as viable yeah. as it once was because it's like, oh, I don't really, I don't need that that helm with divines or impen anymore because if I just get any version, I could just farm a transmute stone and get the the stone I want, right? So yeah. selling that piece of gear that you looked at, you know, when you got that piece of gear that said, Oh, it's divine. You're like, yes, instant bank. Now it, it, it still might sell for a little bit, but an item that used to go for 20,000 is now going for maybe five, right? Like it's value dropped a lot because yeah. of transmutation stones. And most obvious ex like example of it is the sharpened lightning stuff. It used to go on European side for 150 or something like that. And after transmutation, last time I checked, it was like 15, 20, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's dropped a lot just due to the convenience mm -hmm. of this particular, uh, this particular event, right? Because, hey, people, I don't care. I got a lightning staff now. Oh, but it's defending. Don't care. Let me just go farm a, a vet dungeon. I'll get my stone, and then I'm good to go. Then I don't need this anymore. So... Yeah, I that that's really kind of put a a damper on making money from gear drops now. Um except for jewelry. Jewelry still sells if you can get it, but a lot of the extra was getting the the armor as well, and now that that doesn't exist, it's kind of like what does it matter anymore? Or the the time to do it just isn't there. So, with that being said, um crafting still seems to be the way because even if someone gets a random item that they transmute up they still got to bring it the gold so selling yeah. those gold items is kind of the way at this point at least for me the way i'm seeing it uh obviously i've been working on dark brotherhood and 
I'm still on what version of the quest am I on? I'm still on the second quest yet. Like I've literally not started that. Uh, but when I started, my Dark Brotherhood was ranked two, right? Um, yep. I am now rank seven in Dark Brotherhood just by doing the going and killing dailies. I've been doing tons of, and I went up like four levels in a day. Um, and if you're interested in, in the math of that, you get five Dark Brotherhood rep for each one of those kill quests. Okay. Um, and it takes 50 Dark Brotherhood rep to rank up. So that's 10 quests to gain a rank. And I went up four ranks in a day. So I did 40 of those quests in one day, just over and over and over again. It's funny. They're marked as daily, but you can, they never seem to end. Does, is that for anyone else? Like you could just keep picking up that from that mark from death book. Now that doesn't, that's not the sacraments. Those really are daily. You do one and then you're done for the day. Uh, but the marked for death, it feels like you could just do them over and over and over I again. I think so, yeah. I think you can do them over and over again. Which is why I am not able to continue my Dark Brotherhood quest line. Why? Because you have to do the same quest over and over and over and again. Yeah. Which I hate. I never do dailies. It's annoying. I avoid dailies. I don't like dailies. I don't like repeatable quests. I didn't like them in Skyrim. I don't like them in Elder Scrolls. So I mm. can't do my favorite quest line. Because it's just so annoying for me. Mm, I guess. I mean, (laughs) some people hate them. I actually don't mind dailies because it's a reason to log into the game. I know we did an episode actually titled The The Calls for Dailies because it was when they first decided they were going to start putting dailies into the game. Mm -hmm. And I made an argument for because that's just it. I know people don't like dailies, but because people are like, it feels like an obligation, right? It kind of is, right? And I'm not yeah. I'm not denying that. Dailies in a single-player game, I'd be like, this is stupid. But the idea is that it gets you into the game. You log in go, oh, I'm going to do my dailies. And then w- when you log in, then your friends are online going, hey, we're going to do this. You want to come with? And that gets you into other, re- other parts of the game. If it wasn't for that, you may be like, I'm not logging in at all because there's nothing for me to do. At all. Yeah, but here's here, here's what my problem is. I don't have anything against dailies. Dailies are good for the game's long-term survival. My mm. problem is story quests hidden mm. behind repeatable quests. So oh. if you want to do one story quest, you have to do I don't know ten kill this person quests, random kill this person quests, like Skyrim's Thieves Guild, like Elder Scrolls Online's or uh, Elder Scrolls Online Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood. Mm. I just want to do the story quest. I don't care about the stuff I get. I don't care about the experience. I wanna. I want the story. And if you hide that story behind repeatable quests or dailies, I can't do the story. No, which and is, which is upsetting. You know, and it's actually funny you mention that because other MMOs, the the problem isn't the dailies as you mentioned. It's the locking the story behind it. Other games had player rep. Like, I'm specifically thinking World of Warcraft, for instance. They had faction reps. And only recently have they started the whole um, uh, story being locked behind it. But once upon a time, there were just rewards you could get for being max ranked with them. You know, And I actually think with the skill system, that's its own reward, right? Like, unlocking the different ranks so you have the better abilities, that's its own reward. Yep. In in WoW, it was oh, there's a vendor that will only sell items to um, 
to exalted the highest ranked people so what did you do you grinded out exalted if you wanted the cosmetics well obviously the issue with eso is that they lock all their cosmetics behind their cash shop and <laughs> nothing is in game at all and um you know that that obviously is part of the problem but yeah i wish you could have just done the story quest and that the rep quest were there for you to gain the skill lineup if you wanted to unlock the different skills you know exactly exactly i, I agree with that that actually i, I would 100 percent agree with that it makes complete sense i think that is something that they probably should have done from the beginning and it's really annoying that they they haven't right so no, I I I agree with you on on that count. You're right. The dailies that are tied behind story really suck because you're like, why would I even want to? Why would I even want to do this? But you know, that's that's just how it is. I guess I don't know. It, yeah, it's yeah. I guess neither here nor there. But I know, I know it. Yeah, it is annoying, and that's actually one of the things that I've been doing. I've been just coming in and, and doing those dailies a lot because when I when I do have time to sit down and actually enjoy the storyline, I don't want to be like, finish the story. It's like, okay, now you have to increase your Dark Brotherhood rank to X. And I know I made this complaint earlier about Thieves Guild. I was max level Thieves Guild because you gain rep anytime you, anytime you stole. So even though I wasn't in Hughes Bane stealing, I was stealing before. So it didn't it didn't really affect me, right? Like I was max level, I could just go quest, 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 quest. But this game, you know, the Dark Brotherhood doesn't have that. Like you have to um you have to do the quest and the dailies in order to actually advance your story. Yeah. Um so I did unlock the dark sacraments, and I remember saying last episode that part of my part of my i guess discomfort with this or or what i thought was missing really did um come into effect with the the sacraments right because i said oh this would be really awesome if if there were different ways to kill people well they kind of offer that in a way with these i in a way they give you those side optional things you can do like don't alert anybody or uh, destroy the mead recipe is one I remember specifically. And if you did those things, you got better rewards. So I like that they have both of these as dailies for Dark Brotherhood because right there you have point A and point B for um, what you can do. You can actually just run through killing everybody and you can still finish the daily, but you'll obviously get the worst reward. But you can make it quick, or you can actually do all the optional stuff and make it slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is definitely cool. Uh, and we definitely need to move on because we're already an hour into the show. We're not even done with Tales oh. yet. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, got the Litany of Blood book. What do I do with it? That's something. Uh, I I'm, actually don't know either. I think it's like a side optional thing, sort of like the, the House of... Uh, Orsinium Wonders. Remember remember that? Where you would go... The museum. And, yeah, the museum. Where oh, you would go yeah, and, and do the... It wasn't really a, a quest per se, but you actually got a quest at the end 
once you unlocked everything to go and it got you those uh those cosmetic rewards one of the few that were in the game that were programmed into the game because obviously that game was still or that dlc was still being made when the game was you know subscription um so there's your quality right there but uh yeah, that was neat that it was kind of a hidden thing. I'm thinking there are these targets because it actually it's a it's a book like a book of poetry, but it's giving you targets to hit. And I think mm-hmm. that if you if you uh, found the right targets and killed all of them, there would be some sort of reward for doing so, or at least an achievement at the very least. Um, I just I don't know what that would be. So. All right, uh, so that's kind of what I've been looking at right now. I've been reading through it, trying to make heads or tails out of it, see if it's any good. Uh, and I killed the Grand Sermonizer, which was a fun quest, because I had to go around the city of... Uh, oh, I guess, actually, I guess I should say I'm on the third step now, because that was the second step, killing this Grand Sermonizer who's you know preaching against the Dark Brotherhood, and you have to lure them out of the you know, find out their location. So you kill all the, the little summonizers, which were fun. And there was a bonus to actually kill more than your, your required, which I think was four. But if you killed six, <laughs> you got a bonus. So I killed them all. Of uh, course. Yeah. And it led to advancing the storyline of the dark brotherhood, which was cool going into the manor and killing the grand sermonizer and finding, you know, one of our order in there, which was cool. I'm not going to go too in depth with it just because, Hey, you know, that's a, that's part of the fun per se is, is doing that story. Um, I think that's exactly where I left off dark brotherhood. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the last quest I remember doing killing the sermonizer. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's the one that I was doing. And it, it, I, I mean, I had a lot of fun with that one. Like I thought it was really good. Um, you know, I just, I, I thought it, <laughs> I definitely thought it was good. And, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the dark brotherhood right now. Like they're, they're pretty dark and I, and I enjoy that style of play. Um, let's see. Oh, more crown restoration scrolls. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. Whoop-de-doo. Um, <laughs> our crown restoration potions. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of it for the new that's what i've been doing and obviously i've been getting into legends again and i'm actually trying to build uh that deck that we were talked about earlier the strength and uh strength and uh willpower deck with volendrung and murak so we'll see how that goes i have a lot of cards and actually the sad part is that i found out as i was going through i don't have a lot of the the dlc expansions you know for for the game right now um like dark brotherhood i just don't have it yet and i spent all my coins kind of stupidly uh buying packs which i should have probably bought the heroes of skyrim pack but i bought the the standard which proved that i had most of those already um that uh yeah i need to need to pick that up but i i don't know if i want to farm out materials or if i want to you know, like farm the gold or just buy it. Like, obviously, I probably shouldn't just buy it, but you know, because <laughs> um, I've already spent tons of money. Uh, but did, do you buy the the story packs or do you use gold? 
I I I buy the story packs. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I buy them more. But that that said, I've also spent about a hundred pounds in uh, buying other random card packs and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, is about what is that now? About a hundred twenty dollars, hundred thirty dollars US. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've already spent say. enough elsewhere that I probably shouldn't deal with that. Um, but yeah, I know that's kind of where I'm where i'm at at the moment like do i do i buy the pack or don't i right like i i feel like i i want to because it's 20 bucks but at the same point you know i'm like well maybe i can earn the gold it's only three thousand gold total but you know that that's a lot of days of play in order to to get that so i mean that that's kind of the thing right like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it there you do it you buy it and it's just you have it available but part of my deck I, I was looking for some of the things i'm like i don't have this card so let's go see if i can craft it i went to go craft it it's like yeah you get that from the dark brotherhood or from the heroes of skyrim i'm like oh well then i guess i do need those dlc packs if i'm going to get these cards to finish out this deck so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm sitting at the moment trying to decide what i'm going to do um but yeah, all right. Uh, I guess that's the end of our tales. Let's go ahead and move right on into the news. So, Arkanir, what do we got on the docket today? Right. Well, we don't have much thing. Uh, it's the Crown Store Showcase, December 2017. I'll quickly go over the limited time things so people can, you know, adjust their crowns, decide if they want to buy, if they want to resub, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. the Stalrim Frostcaster style is coming back, obviously, uh, Christmas time. Uh, it will be limited time from December 14 through January 2nd. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a house, new house coming called Pariah's Pinnacle. Uh, is this the one in Hrothgar? It is. Okay, so we saw this in PTS. Yes, we did. All right. Uh, so this is from December 7th to January 2nd, which is almost a month, which is a good thing compared to the other like uh limited time houses which were like a week or two at at most as far as i can remember uh so this is at least almost a month so there's that yeah you do have a little bit more time with that one but it's still gonna be it's still gonna be pretty expensive from what i understand uh so i know i i think this was a small house though oh i don't think it was small i think it was at least considered a large um, Man, know- not not a manor, as that's for sure. Not an estate or whatever, but not the biggest one. But yeah, the manors. Yeah, it, it'll still be around ten thousand crowns. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it actually yeah. might be more than that, but maybe that's just me thinking. <laughs> but possibly. Yeah. Um, there's a furnishing pack, Malakath's chosen. Um, comes with statues, things like that. It's also December 7th through January 2nd. There's a mo- there's the most fancy horse I've ever seen. Uh, it's the Winter Garland Dapple Grey with a braided mane and Christmas thingies around its neck. Its skin is, I don't know, weirdly bright. Uh, it's <laughs> December 21st through January 2nd. And then there are a bunch of um, hats and things like that that I'm going to skip. Also, they are bringing the old uh, crown crates back. Interestingly, I don't I don't know if they did this before. Um, 
So Monday, December 4 to 7, you'll be able to purchase Storm Matrona Crown Crates. And Monday, December 11 to 14, Wild Hunt Crown Crates will be available. Okay, so they're like for a short time, you'll be able to go back and get those again. Huh. Yeah, yeah. They've never done that before. This is the yep. first time they've they've done that. Huh. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the Crown Store showcase this month. Interesting. Okay, that is interesting that the crowns are coming or the crown crates are coming back. Um, yeah, that was that. That's an interesting choice to me as well. I'm curious. I mean, why would you undermine your fire crown crates, for example? Yeah, like people buying one or the other, but I don't know. Maybe the fire ones just aren't what people want. I don't know. It's neither here nor there, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, is that Yeah, that's pretty much all we got for the news. So let's see what else we got here. I guess it's time for our reading, right? We have to do that. Oh, I yeah. That's what we got to do. All right. So let me pull that up and get into my uh, my sermon mood. You guys ready for this one? Yeah? I'm actually yep. curious. I haven't heard any feedback whatsoever on our sermon last week, and I really got into that. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. No <laughs> one said anything. But anyway, we are up to sermon 17 of the 36 lessons of Vivek. I am an atlas of smoke. With this, Vivek became greater than he had been. These were the days of Restania when the Chimer and the Wemer lived under the wise and benevolent rule of the Almsovi and their champion, the Hortator. Seek me without effort, for I take many shapes. The Hortator was still trying to subdue the heavens with an axe. He was thrown out of the library of the sun by the power of Magnus. Vivek found him in a grub field outside the swamps of the Deshaun Plain. They walked for a span of in silence, for Nerevar had been humbled, and Vivek still had mercy in his hand. Soon they were walking across the eastern sea to the land of snakes and snow demons. Vivek wanted to show the Hortator the fighting styles of the foreign tongues. They learned the idiom stroke from the pillow book of the Teshi king. It was shaped like the insight of this page. The Teshi serpents vowed to show their vengeance on the west at least three times. They walked farther and then and saw the spiked waters at the edge of the map. Here, the spirit of limitation gifted them with the spoke and blade them from the rest of the wheel. The Hortator said, the edge of the world is made of swords. And Vivek corrected him. They are the bottom row of the world's teeth. They walked to the north to the elder wood and found nothing but frozen bearded kings. They came to the west where the black men dwelt. For year they studied under the sword saints and then another Vivek taught them the virtue of little reward. Vivek chose a king for a wife and made another race of monsters which ended up destroying the west completely. The warrior chief Vivek said, We must not act as and speak as if asleep. Nerevar wondered if there was anything to learn in the south, but Vivek remained silent and only led them back to the Red Mountain. Here, Vivek said, is the last of the last. Within it, the Sharmat waits. But they both knew that it was t- that the time was not ready 
to contest the Charmont, and so they engaged in combat with each other. Vivek marked the Hortator in this way for all the Velothi to see. He sealed the wound with the blessing of I am Azura. At the end of the battle, the Hortator found that he had gathered seven more spokes. He attempted to attach them and form a staff, but Vivek would not let them, saying, it is not the time for that. Nerevar said, where did I find these? Vivek said that they had collected them from around the world, though some had com come completely invisible. I am the wheel, he said, and I took the shape before the emptiness at the center could live too long. Nerevar took the spokes. The ending of the words is Am Sylvie. That's the end of Sermon 17. Uh, whoever's typing, they, they made it the entire lesson, by the way. Um, if you would mute up, that'd be great. Um, so the fun part of this lesson, actually, is there's a couple things to point out from this. First off, the term spiked waters is kind of like breaking the fourth wall because it made reference to the game Red Guard, where if you walk to the actual end of the map, the the renders were just all off and you could actually see like the water look like spikes coming up off the map. And there's actually a picture of this within the link for this sermon itself. It's now, awesome. Yeah, it really is. It is one yeah, of those. Um, they're actually breaking their own lore. Uh, I'll link to the chat as well. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Um, so if you read into this, there's a couple things that I, I want to touch on. First off, I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, but do you guys know what the canon ending is of of uh, of ba 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 Morrowind of the actual no. game Morrowind? Like the what, original game? No. Yeah, like what what the developer says happens to the Nerevarine. Go on. Nope. Uh, the actual canon ending to that is that your hero, the Nerevarine, actually retraces the steps of the Hortator in this sermon. You notice he went to a couple places. The the land of snakes and snow demons. You know where that's at? That's Akavir. Oh. Yeah, because the snakes are the Teshi, which we've seen already. There are actually remnants of them, you know, what formed the blades actually were the dragon guard that were originally the, the serpent people, the serpent vampires. Um, the snow demons are the Kamal, which lived in the frozen north, and they're actually often at war with the Teshi. So they go to Akavir, and actually that's what your hero says to do. He retraces the steps of, of the actual Nerevarine. So first he goes to Akavir, and they learn from the, the different Akaviri there. And it's funny because the Teshi serpents vowed to have their vengeance on the west at least three times. This actually references the various times that Akavir have invaded uh, Tamriel, which has been a couple of times, actually, um, which I think at this point we have three recorded events since uh, from Skyrim back. So that's interesting. This was kind of like a prophecy that of the three different attacks of Akavir against Tamriel. So the next thing it says that they travel north to the Elderwood. Now, Elderwood, there, there's, this is actually common speech, but what name do we actually know that's translated 
to, from the old Admiri to mean Elderwood. Anyone know? Uh, I have no idea. Come on, you're a Nord. You should know this. Alden, Elderwood. Elderwood. Yes. What and is the, the Elven? Only thing I think what? of is. I don't know. It's, it's it. It reminds me of the Elder Gleam. Mm-hmm. But where I did the Nords come it. from originally? At Mora. Yeah. To the north. That is yeah. an old Aldmeri word that means Elderwood. Oh. Yeah. Yes. That I, I, did, did I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yep. At At Mora, when it's translated from the old Aldmeris, is Elderwood. So when he makes references to Elderwood, they travel to Atmora. Um, and again, the funny thing that you make mention here is they said when they traveled to the Elderwood and found nothing but frozen bearded kings. Because at the time at, when this was written, because during the Marethic and Dawn era around, you know, Ysimir uh, uh, and all that, coming down the Nords invading Tamriel because of the encroaching winter that was killing off Atmora. By the time that they had visited, frozen bearding kings meant frozen Nords because there's no life up in Atmora anymore. Wow. Mm-hmm. Then they came to the west where the black men dwelt. For a year they studied under the sword saints and found another Vivek taught them the virtue of little reward. Um, the Vivek chose a king for a wife and made another race of monsters which ended up destroying the west completely. All right. The west... Anyone know That's where that's gotta be? Redguard's uh, Yakuda like Hammerfell. Nope, Yakuda. The islands. Oh, the Yakuda. islands. Remember, we don't know much about the islands of Yakuda, other than the fact yeah. that they were sunk under the sea. Um, there are thoughts that that sinking under the sea sea is simply something along the lines of a massive earthquake, but mm -hmm. Vivek is kind of taking credit for this saying that he birthed another race of monsters which we talked about in a previous sermon remember his coupling with moleg ball and because of this this coupling with you know another another unholy union so to speak he essentially um made another race of monsters which ended up destroying the Yakutan islands or so he says obviously but one thing we know about Vivek is you really can't trust anything he really yeah. says. I mean, he's a poet, right? And and that's the thing about poets is they often lie or exaggerate in order to, you know, make their tales more mm -hmm. fanciful, if you will. So, yeah, that's that's the next area that we actually see. So, moving on a little bit more. Let me pull up the thing yet again because there's another thing he said on here. Wandering... Nerevar wondered about if there was anything to learn from the south, but Vec remained silent. What lies to the south? There's actually two things that lie to the south. Uh, first off is the islands of Pandanima, Pandionima, or however you pronounce it, which is the domain of the um, of the sea elves, the Marimer. Now, the thing is, there's also the, the sorcerers of the Mamer are mighty sorcerers who control storms and actually formed an entire, um, like, wall around their island. So you actually can't get to it anymore because there's this impassable storm that rages all the way around their island. You just can't get to it. Um, there's that. 
Uh, there is actually, that's where once stood the island of, um, uh, oh, what was the name of the island? Where the Sigic monks actually are. Ah, uh, um, so I want to say Somerset, but obviously not. I can't remember the name of the island right now, but they essentially yeah. tore it from reality. So it doesn't exist down there anymore either. There's one more continent that lies to the south. Thras. Mm, that's kind of towards the east. That's actually east. in between. I can't think of another one. Old Admiris, where the elves orig- like where life essentially began. Old Admiris is actually to the south. That was the continent where the elves were started, where essentially life started. If you well, unless you talk about the Nords, it all depends on who made it there first. But Tamriel was almost uninhabited for a long time because the races were all over the place. But the elves, the original Aldmer, originated from Old Admiris, which was to the south. We don't really know what happened to Old Admiris, because the elves moved on and into Tamriel, and Admiris kind of fell out of favor, so to speak. Like, we just, Mm -hmm. we don't know what happened to it. But that's to the south. So, whether Vivek is making reference to the fact that you can't get to the one island, the island of the sea elves is surrounded by, you know, doom and death you can't get to it anymore or if it's making reference to um you know the island of the sigic monks which is no one can get to because it was taken out of reality which is also something that happened uh or whether or not admars even has anything any life left on at all has what happened in the north uh to atmora happened to admiris as well we don't really know so that's kind of the reference here. And it's, it's funny with this sermon is, like I said, if you didn't know the canon ending, the canon yeah. ending of Morrowind is that your hero, which is, is, is funny because I know I've made references in the past that my hero, because it was in within the time period, that it could have been the same person or created the same person. Well, in reality, each, each one of them had a canon ending of what happened to them. So... Like, your hero doesn't persist through the games. Even if you try to recreate like I do, they don't persist in terms of lore, even if it's only a couple years apart, because they're different people, and they go through different things. Um, I'm trying to remember Did the... Ca- yeah, I'm trying to remember the Did canon ending for each one of them. But Yeah, I was about to ask that. They actually do for have... Example, what happened to the Dragonborn? Well, there is actually a couple things they made mention. I wish I could remember all of it because they actually did say that there was some um, comments about the dragon, like what happened to the dragonborn because of, like, the canon ending of what what did you do? Like, did Titus Mead actually die at the hands of the Dark Brotherhood if you as a person chose not to actually do that quest? That was, that's actually one thing they mentioned was, hey, you know, the ending to that actually makes uh, makes uh, a, a lot of sense. It's mm-hmm. it's neat. I wish I could remember all of it. I, I really wish I do, but I, I cannot for the life of me remember what, what the canon <laughs> ending of, of that happened to be. So I'm trying to find on Google right now, but it's, the topics are mostly 
what happened, what is the canon ending of Civil War of Skyrim, not what happened to the Dragonborn or what happened thereafter, but just the Civil War part apparently is the um, focus of subject. Well, I don't know, but if you yeah. think about it, the, what happened in the Civil War is really going to determine what happens in Elder Scrolls Six, unless they choose to go into a different timeline altogether. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because what's going to happen with the Civil War is literally is what's going to happen with, you know, what's going on in Skyrim and the Empire as a whole. Because remember, the Empire at this point is very weak in Skyrim, and you don't know really what what's going on like you know if you sided with the empire that was like supposedly the good thing if you sided with the with the uh the storm cloaks they say that you pretty much just weaken skyrim or weaken the empire as a whole and how are they going to stand up to what's coming next uh so it really i'm curious to see what bethesda has planned as their canon ending because they will have a canon ending because is skyrim strong and united or is the empire falling apart right yeah yeah hopefully we'll see before we die maybe i doubt it (laughs) (laughs) all right uh let's see the last thing we have here is an email from lotus of doom actually uh tes triumph as he marked it Hey, Cass, figured I'd write... Actually, I'm going to move this to the front of my screen here so I can see it. Hey, Cass, figured I'd write in uh, with a question spawn from a couple experiences my, me, uh, my crew and I have had while playing ESO. What would you consider your most impressive or important triumph in the Elder Scrolls universe? It's all games as a possibility. My personal biggest triumph would actually be one of two things. Either being crowned Emperor of the Ebonheart Pact in Cyrodiil during the Mid-Year Mayhem event this year... After a solid month of practice, finally completing uh, Veteran Maelstrom Arena on my tank, which I was repeatedly told was impossible as VMA uh, is a mechanics test for DPS. Uh, I only ran one character in ESO, and I like to do all the TS games I complete. I like to be everything on my character, regardless of if the content is designed for the style play or not. ESO... um, to many isn't a true elder scrolls games but i strongly disagree and it's been my personal mission to once again complete all uh complete it all on one adventure i have so many great memories from playing these games so i'm just curious if you have had some of your own to share i always look forward to your next episode thank you so much lotus and again congratulations on your nuptials uh so guys what is some of your greatest achievements in any game are like uh, specifically ESO. Arc. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking um, for for Elder Scrolls Online. I never really focused on end game, so I'm not sure if I have such a triumph. Well, it could be a but personal I, triumph. But for one thing, yeah. Oh, maybe. I mean, for one thing, um, completing Veteran Milestorm Arena as a tank, I have to applaud that because I did the normal one as a tank and I cried. <laughs> so, so yeah um, veteran I don't know how is that possible I mean I would have said it's impossible as well as for me I guess things in PvP would be like I don't know the triumph but my favorite moments in Elder Scrolls Online where I feel like yeah I did this is when I tank successfully when the entire team is dead in PvE and in PvP For I mean in a for example like the last 5% of the boss and everyone dies and you are the only one alive 
and you get everyone up one by one. Those are one of my favorite points. And in PvP, of course, where did you get the mail? <laughs> I was looking at the mail. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was just cleaning up. Here you go. I, I, I just undo what I did. I just deleted the, deleted the mail from the show notes right in front of my face. <laughs> I, oh, like, I, I wanted go. you to to answer it from memory without using it as a crutch. That's all. <laughs> and in PvP, either Cyrodiil or Battlegrounds would be when I stay alive against like five, six, seven, however many enemies and just annoy them. That's one thing. Mm. As for Skyrim though, there's one memorable thing that I remember that is probably the most difficult thing I've ever done was um, there's a mod called Dragon Combat Overhaul. No. Which changes the AI of the dragons, and there is this one part in it that once they are under 10% health, there's a chance that um, they will call more dragons to their aid, which I never understood why the normal dragons did, did, uh, never did in Skyrim, but with this mod, they do. And I combined this with Deadly Dragons, so I'm running Deadly Dragons, Dragon Combat Overhaul, and playing on Legendary. Uh, this was one of my characters that I was playing for a long time. I was the like the speaker, uh, the listener. I was the archmage. I was the harbinger. So I was buffed up as well. Hmm. But man, that was difficult. Like this one dragon I was killing summoned two other dragons. And you look in the horizon and there are two more dragons coming. And the difference, dragon combat overhaul, another difference is that they use all the shouts. So they start meteor swarms like Alduin, they start blizzards. They don't just shout at you and you, ha- you can hide. It's not possible. And I was on the open ground and it was one of the most difficult fights I had in Skyrim. And I actually managed to survive it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's from Skyrim. As for Oblivion, let me think if there's... There's actually one thing that I realized not many people know so i'll I'll say that as a triumph now this was many years ago so i don't remember well but do you remember the first island that you uh come to after you exit the sewers yeah there's the small island and a bandit camp Mm -hmm. and some small ruins inside it that ruins is actually not small at all turns out you can find this um hidden door or whatever and it's actually a very large A-laid ruin complex underneath that. Hmm. And maybe it's well known right now, I don't know. But back then, this like many people did not know this. Many people thought that ruins were just the first area that you entered. Like a small, you know, there's the bandits and things like that. But if you find that door and venture further, there are zombies, there are ghosts, there are all bunch of stuff in that ruins and it's a very large area actually hmm. so yeah this is for oblivion skyrim and scrolls online as for morrowind um jumping from just Seda playing morrowind is its own its own thing. No, no, no. <laughs> jumping from sedanin right into the water in the middle of balmora with the scroll you get from the guy that drops from the sky took me many tries many quick saves and quick loads but I finally managed to jump from Seydanin right into the canal in the middle of it and did not die. So that's mm-hmm. currently my Morrowind triumph because I'm still playing it. 
How about you, Nate? Um, well, when you were, when I was talking about Skyrim, my my favorite feeling of, of achievement was actually when I was first playing Skyrim, uh, which I played on the Xbox 360. And I remember when I unlocked the very final achievement in the Xbox 360 uh, achievement system, meaning I'd basically done everything in the game. Like, it's one of the only games I ever got 100% uh, of the achievements for. And I remember that feeling like a massive achievement at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then, I suppose more recently, uh, it would have to be something in PvP in Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, I'm, I don't know what rank I am now because I haven't played for a couple of months, but I think I'm sort of mid-30s in PvP rank. Um, and there was the time that I tried to go for Emperor. Like, if you want to be Emperor in PvP, you basically need to do nothing that month but constantly play that game like it's it's really hard um but i think i ended up being something like fourth or fifth in the in the campaign the month that i tried it which was a couple of years ago um never actually made the emperor but i got you know four places away from being emperor that was that was a pretty good feeling nice yeah Uh, okay um for skyrim it would actually be defeating the ebony warrior which doesn't even show up until like your character's like 90 um 98 i think it is or something mm-hmm. weird like that you have to be like this insanely high rank to even get it to show up um yeah. but yeah i think that would probably be the crowning achievement of skyrim uh probably my uh, crowning achievement here would probably be one of the vet trials uh i think doing aa hard mode was probably one of my big big ones was because that was not really a joke it's kind of hard um and it's vet aa hard mode by the way that was that was a lot of fun and i remember doing that it was probably my favorite um i haven't even really put a lot of time into into vet maelstrom i think i'm i'm still in the ice arena and i've probably played all of three times so i can't really even say that i've really done a lot of uh, a lot of chances on it right so hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with that, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of it, guys. I think that's the end of our show at this point. Hold I mean, on, oh, before yeah. you continue, I want to give a, give a shout out to Lotus, um, the the one who sent the mail. Yeah. Uh, yesterday he was doing a 24 hour marathon for Extra Life Charity, which his entire channel is about. Actually, he he whenever he streams, it's um, he supports Extra Life, which is which is this. Um, children's hospital network charity for gamers Mm -hmm. you play games you open a donation page and the money goes to the children's hospitals network so um it's twitch.tv slash lotus od so i urge you guys to check him out and it's very fun to watch as well by the way he plays elder scrolls online most of the time um so i wanted to give a shout out as well because yesterday i was watching and i find extra life as one of the um one of the charities that I'd actually like to support, yeah. although they don't, they're, I, I'm, I'm, I think they are only based in the United States. I don't know how large this Children's Miracle Host, uh, Children's Hospital Network is, mm-hmm. uh, but regardless, children is children are children anywhere in the world. So yeah, no, oh, I, I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, it's, that's awesome 
that uh, that's something that he does. So yeah, definitely check him out if you have not done so already because you should support the children. They're kids. They're awesome. Yeah. They grow up to be sucky adults, but <laughs> when they're younger, they're kids, and they're still awesome. So, you know, just keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, end of the show. Where can people find you, Ark? Uh, you can find me anywhere that is Arkanir. Uh, that is A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R on Twitter, uh, Gmail, or Twitch. I'm everywhere with Arkanir. So if, if you type Arkanir, I show up. That's That should be me on this because I made that name up. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Nate, how about you? Um, I'm on at NateESO on Twitter. That's the best place for me. Um I mostly use that as a following account. I don't post a great deal on it, but uh, but I do read everything that, that gets posted um, in front of it. Uh, or listen to my podcast if you want to hear this this voice and this accent, but talking about technology rather than video games. That's called Text Message, which Agelos was on last week, so mm-hmm. you should definitely at least check out episode 114 and hear us talking about loot boxes and games. <laughs> like, like they haven't heard me talk about that ad nauseum <laughs> but yes no it was a lot it was definitely a lot of fun uh yeah. probably one of the only times you actually hear me with somewhat of a cool head while talking about lock boxes so oh yeah that that alone is a novelty so maybe you should go listen just for that and go wow he's so calm while talking about lock boxes this is weird <laughs> yeah it was a very informed uh conversation it was it was a lot of fun and very interesting yes definitely was a lot of fun and uh yeah, I he's definitely one of um, as I as I told Nate in the past, he's one of the few podcasts that are non gaming related that I actually listen to because he's awesome. Um, oh. So high praise at that point because most non gaming podcasts can't hold my interest, but text message is one of them that does. So there you go. Uh, okay, you can follow everything we do dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. Uh, that's links to all of our podcasts, all of our shows, all of our past episodes, as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, if you want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. Or, of course, you can subscribe to us right here on twitch.tv slash dungeoncrawlernetwork if you so desire. That helps us out a bunch, and we really appreciate it. Um, so there you go. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will be back next week for more fun. We'll see you then. See you later, everybody. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, Red diamond, protect us till the end. The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and
soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost learned to men, Akatosh gave the stone. To Saint Alesh, in token of her right to sit the throne, red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men, red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end, red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.